0: Two chairs, no waiting. Episode number seven hundred and seventy-six. Irresistible Andy. Two chairs, no waiting is brought to you each week by the folks over at WeaversDepartmentStore.com. Drop by over at Weavers. We've got a lot of great new stuff. We've got Gilligan's stuff, even the Gilligan's long sleeve T-shirts. That's right. You can get a red one or a black one. Oh, it's really cool. If you'll remember, Bob Denver Gilligan was on the Andy Griffith Show as Dud. And uh, his wife designed these, so go and check them out. They'll be a lot of fun to wear. And if you're wanting the Mayberry stuff, there's some classic Mayberry flag T-shirts, both in long and short sleeves. And you might want to check out Mom, Dad, and Me and Classic TV by Peter Ackerman. Folks, head over to weaversdepartmentstore.com and check it out. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you by donations from listeners like you. Our executive producer of episode number 776 is the attendees from the Mayberry Meetup 2023. And our Patreon patron of the week is Billy Lennox. Hello, everybody. I'm Alan Newsom, your host for Two Chairs No Waiting. And as always, it's great to be in Mayberry and just talk about the Andy Griffith Show and just enjoy ourselves for a while right here in Mayberry and I hope you're going to enjoy it. We're going to do. We're going to be talking about an episode of the Andy Griffith Show. We're up to Irresistible Andy uh, this year. I've been kind of trying to hit each episode and go through them, beginning with episode number one, and heading through them. Uh, so hopefully, you're going to enjoy this. We got some trivia. I got a special guest coming up in the middle of the show. So don't don't run off and leave me. And we'll do the trivia after that. So let's go into hearing a little bit about this particular episode. I'm going to get some background music playing here. There we go. From the VW boys. Thank you to Tim White uh, for allowing us to play this music. Folks, this is about Irresistible Andy. Now, you guys definitely remember this episode uh, where all of us have watched them all too many times (laughs) to not remember the episodes, I think. Uh, but on this particular episode, let me just give you a short summary. Uh, Andy gets himself in a big jam, first time really, on the show with opposite sex. that uh, He gets into uh, just trouble when he wrongly assumes that Miss Ellie is out to trap herself a husband. And Andy tries to foil her plot when he sends uh, other eligible Mayberry bachelors her way Uh, Anyway, but Opie helps her uncover Andy's scheme and we all go from there. So that's just a general overview of irresistible Andy. Now this is the seventh episode filmed and the fifth episode aired. And it originally aired on October the 31st, 1960. Uh, the writer is David Adler and the director is Don Weiss. So that just gives you a little bit of background on this. Uh, We talked about it before, and we'll be talking about it a little bit later in the episode, but filmed versus aired order. Uh, We're doing them in the order they were filmed, just because that's how I've listed them on the Mayberry.info website. Uh, But we're going to go there and uh, go through it that direction, uh, which gets them out of order, really. So, And we'll talk about that later in the episode, too. But this is how we're going to go through them. So anyway, this is the... uh, Fifth episode aired, but it's the seventh one filmed. So this one was filmed after or before. You know, it was filmed out of order. Filmed out of order. All right, so let's get into the plot here. Really, so uh, basically, Ellie accepts an invitation from Andy to go to the church picnic and dance. And Andy, but Andy talking to Aunt B becomes convinced that Ellie is out to trap herself a husband. You, know, you remember. <laughs> to get married well aunt b asked him how he asked ellie to the dance and he becomes convinced that ellie was trying to set him up for marriage well andy believes the best way to get out of the you know getting married because if you'll remember fred and andy were talking and said and he said well why is one of these young boys around here why are they not asking her out uh, to come to the to go and think? And he said, well, you're not sniffing around too much yourself either, you know. So, but basically Andy begins to believe that the best way to throw her off the scent to thwart a desperate female hunter is to put her on the scent of other game. (laughs) So he ends up telling Opie that as well. Now that was his downfall right away, right? He mentioned it to Opie. And what did Opie do? Uh, you know, yeah, he went over and told Miss Ellie, told her all about it, how, putting her on the scent of different, of other game. Well, before that had happened, before Opie went over there, you'll remember that all these gentlemen that Andy had talked to out on the street uh, headed over and went to court Miss Ellie. So he had them show up and batting their eyelashes, you know, and you had them, uh, wiggling their nose, <laughs> or just flexing their muscles. They were all over the place uh, doing this stuff. Uh, because Andy had convinced these young, convinced these young bachelors that Ellie was interested in them for those different reasons. Uh, and And uh, he sent them over to quarter uh, in the hope of shifting her affections to somebody other than himself. Uh, of course, Opie, like I said, had told the whole scheme to Miss Ellie, and Miss Ellie ends up confronting Andy about the whole situation of all these twitching people. (laughs) Because after they're all flexing their muscles and wiggling their nose and batting their eyelashes, uh, you know, Fred comes out from the back. uh, Fred, her uncle, comes out from the back and is going, what is going on here? And the boys all leave. They all head off and leave. But, you know, she finds out from Opie what's going on. And so then she begins to confront Andy all the while acting like, oh, lover, sheriff, and all this kind of stuff. I can't remember what else she was saying. <laughs> exactly. But she's convincing him of all this stuff. While she is fixing him a drink, uh, a soda, uh, with put in castor oil and powdered mustard and milk of magnesia, all in the drink, and tells Andy off. That's basically what it does. And she insists that she'll go to the picnic with the first eligible, act- eligible bag who walks through those doors and it just happens to be Barney and of course we know kind of what happens from there uh Barney ends up he's going to Miss Ellie Andy ends up convincing Barney that you know somebody else is going to get credit for catching the pickpockets and uh so then he he eventually he calls Barney calls Miss Ellie Tells her, hey, I can't go. And he even mentions about the pickpockets to her, and she's confused, talking on the phone. Then Andy shows up at her house and, you know, makes up with her and ends up she already had a date, and it was with Opie. And uh, anyway, he ends up getting uh, to escort Opie and Miss Ellie to the dance. Now, it wraps up, if you don't remember... Uh, Ellie meets Andy the next day or something outside the uh, pharmacy, and she says, hey, Andy, I need some help with something. And, and she go, she gets Andy to come into the to the pharmacy, and there are all those suitors again uh, standing over by the counter flexing and blinking their eyes and wiggling their nose. And Andy had said, you, uh, it's nice of you saying I had a nice smile before they came into the pharmacy. So he goes over there and squeezes in between them, and he starts smiling big, making his teeth show good, and that's how the show actually ends. But uh, what a great episode <laughs> for the Andy Griffith Show! Wow. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, I don't know how you hadn't seen it, but uh, make sure you go off there and, and watch an episode or something, see the see the show. Don't want you to miss out. Uh, but uh, that, that's pretty cool. All right, so. We have some odd facts known by a few about this episode, right? So this is the only episode, get this, I, didn't, I did not realize that, but this is the only episode where, where both Ellie and her Uncle Fred appear together. Yeah, so that's amazing. So Ellie appears in most episodes without Fred, and Fred appeared in one episode uh, without Ellie, and that was those, uh, is those gossiping men. So those are the only times you see Fred. Uh, So one time by himself there. And this is the only time you see him uh, with Ellie. And then basically we don't see Fred anymore. So Fred disappeared. Uh, So we find out in this episode that the city of Mayberry has at least four different kinds of dances. They have a Legion dance. They have a Chamber of Commerce dance dance. They have the Uplifters dance, and then the church picnic, picnic and dance. So that's uh, that's what they happen. Uh, in this episode, Andy calls. Now this is something I had to look up uh, because I didn't know about this. But uh, there's he he actually calls Barney. He says to him when Barney comes all dressed up and everything, he says you uh, have the uh, you you are the Adolph Minju of Mayberry. Now I didn't know who this was. But uh, if you look him up and find out, this is this is what he is. So, Adolf Minjoo, uh, uh was a voted best dressed man in America nine times. <laughs> nine times. Now he was uh, he was he was definitely uh, he was a big silent film actor and worked all the way into talkies into talking films. Uh, but he was an actor that had been in many many. Things, but he was the he was voted best dressed n- man in America nine times. So that's what Barney. That's when Andy was referencing, "You're the Adolf Minju of Mayberry." That's what he was talking about. Now you may not have known that. I never even caught that line until I was looking this stuff up. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Barney mentions that he has been the deputy for a year and a half at this point. Uh, so there's some errors here. So that's what he mentions. He's been a deputy for a year and a half. But when he gets his watch on the episode Barney's Physical in season five, episode two, uh, it's engraved with five. So he'd been working for five years. So he's already been in there for a year and a half. And then five, se- you know, four, four seasons later, it's only five years. Uh, you know, it's TV time. But it was engraved five. Then on episode Goodbye, Sheriff Taylor, which was in season five, episode 10, Andy says that he's been the sheriff for 12 years. Okay, The only real continuity problem was the episode Citizen's Arrest, uh, season four, episode 11, when Barney says that he's been in for 10 years. So he's been a deputy for 10 years in season four. And then in season five, he's only been there for five years so I don't know how they I don't know how they messed up that kind of stuff, but it, they didn't pay as much attention to those kind of things back in these days. I'm sorry, guys. We're, we're talking like the Andy Griffith Show's not a real place. It's a TV show. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> but I hope that stuff doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother me, but I do think it's very interesting that these things happen where they get the timelines mixed up. They didn't have a series Bible like they would nowadays, I guess. All right. Since Barney is going to the dance with uh, Ellie, Andy mentions swearing in Mayberry and Jeff Pritchard. Now, if you remember that, he talks about that. He was going to have him be a temporary deputy to help Andy in directing traffic and keeping law and order at the event. Now, I don't think we ever saw Jeff Pritchard. We never saw him. But uh, if that's who, I don't think Barney wanted him to try to get the pickpockets and all those kind of things either. I think that was probably who it was. Let's see. Andy says that Jim Summers always wins the sack race at the Mayberry Picnic and Dance, uh, the church picnic and dance. Uh, Jim runs a meat market, by the way, uh, but in the series, we never see him. We never we never meet him. Uh, maybe Jim Summers, maybe that's Diamond Jim. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But we never meet him. But he does run the meat market uh, there in town, I suppose, a meat market. So he must be a competitor to Mr. Foley, but we never met him. Uh, Ellie lives in the first house on the street uh, that it's one Andy lives on, basically. It's the same house and she lives there. Now we've seen this house in other episodes, I think already. We've kind of talked about this, but uh, it's the it's called facade number one and it was on the back lot at 40 acres. And If you look when she opens her door, that was filmed, I believe that was filmed on the backlight. I can't can't tell. I believe this is really looking out the door of that actual house. And you can see the church and the car and all kinds of stuff out there when Andy and Opie are waiting on her. Uh, so this was the facade number one is what they called it on the street that Andy's house was on. So Andy and Helen and Ellie and Emma, they all lived in this right there together but we weren't supposed to notice that. So anyway, there you go. So uh, let's see. So actor uh, Robert Easton, who played uh, Pete Johnson. Now, Pete Johnson was the one with the big old eyelashes, just wave in the air, that one. So Robert Easton was his real name. Uh, He he was a dialect and accent coach early in his career. So as an actor, he was an actor, but he had been a dialect coach and an accent coach uh, during his career. Just a little little bit of trivia for you. And uh, lastly, the last thing I have that's an uh, uh, odd fact known by a few is this was the first time that we saw Barney in his salt and pepper suit. This was the first time we actually saw him in the salt and pepper suit. Now uh remember we're going through filmed order there is a possibility that in the aired order things were slightly different but this should have been the very first time we ever saw barney in his salt and pepper suit uh one other little note uh during this episode i don't have a picture of anything of this but the painting uh, is seen on the wall to the left of the Taylor's dining table there's a there's a photo hang or a artwork hanging on the wall there it's called the angelus uh 1859 by french artist jean francisco millet Millet, i don't know how you say his name it's french uh this artwork will eventually occupy the space above the fireplace in the living room Uh, but for now there's a deer head there in that position so there's something else to kind of be watching for here the episodes so i hope you enjoyed that little bit of rundown report uh, from irresistible andy now folks we have something very special for you something you hadn't heard for a while and something i think you're really going to enjoy so let's head on over and let you hear it so let's go let's go for it <laughs>
1: Welcome to This Week in Mayberry History, a report by special correspondent Randy Turner of the Gomer and Cooper Pyle Comic Book Literary Guild of the Mayberry Historical Society. Hello, my Mayberry family. Uh, This is Randy Turner. Uh, Alan has been going over some of the episodes uh, recently in the order they were filmed versus the order they were aired. And when you watch them in that order, it can cause some inconsistencies. I addressed one of those in my book, Mayberry Firsts. Uh, if you're not familiar with the book, it is not simply a listing of the first time something happened. I always do list the first time something occurred, but then I use that as a springboard to talk in more detail, just as an interesting way to look at the series instead of just being a straightforward. Uh, here's a book about the Indy Griffith Show. So when uh, Mayberry 1st, I have a chapter called When Was the License Plate on the Mayberry Squad Car First Seen Clearly? And again, this kind of illustrates uh, the Inconsistencies that can occur when you look at the order they were filmed versus the order they were aired. So it reads The squad car was not seen in full in the first episode when Aunt B came to live with Andy and Opie. Only part of it was seen as Andy was waxing the car. In the second episode, Manhunt, first broadcast on October the 10th, 1960, when Barney comes to the lake where Andy and Opie have been fishing to tell them the big, really big news that the state police are coming, the license plate is seen in full. The plate number is the familiar JL327, which was seen for the bulk of the series. However, the next time the Mayberry squad car is seen, the license plate is changed. In the fourth episode of the series, Ellie Comes to Town, when Barney drops Andy and Aunt B off at Walker's Drugstore and they're surprised it is closed, the squad car plate is now DC-269. That plate number had actually been seen before. Two episodes earlier in Manhunt, the same episode when the regular Mayberry squad car plates were first clearly seen, the DC-269 plate was on the lead car in the procession of state police vehicles when they arrived in front of the courthouse. The Mayberry squad car plate is next seen two episodes later in Runaway Kid, though only fleetingly. When Opie and his friends push the squad car in front of a fire hydrant, just as one camera shot dissolves into another, the plate can be seen to have returned back to JL-327. But in the next three episodes, Andy the Matchmaker, Opie's Charity, and A Feud is a Feud, the plate switches again to DC-269. The squad car plate does not seen again until episode 11, Christmas Story, at which point it returns permanently to the original JL-327, staying the same the rest of the series. It is interesting to note that while the plate appears to the audience to switch back and forth several times with no explanation, it actually did so only once. To viewers it appears the plate changes to DC-269 for the single episode of Ellie Comes to Town, then changes back to JL-327 and Runaway Kid, and then back again to DC-269 again for several episodes, beginning with Andy the Matchmaker. This appearance is actually the result of Ellie Comes to Town being shown in a different order than it had been filmed. While it aired as the fourth episode, it was actually the sixth episode filmed. Once again, the plates returned permanently to the original JL-327 and Christmas story. But it did not mean that the DC-269 plates were never to be seen again. During the first half of season two, the DC-269 license plates were seen on state attorney Bob Rogers' car, on handyman Henry Wheeler's truck, on the Esquire club member Roger Courtney's convertible, and on Joe Waters' illegally parked car. By the way, both DC-269 and JL-327 license plates could be seen hanging as part of a collection of license plates in the front room of Goober's Garage in the second season of Mayberry RFD. All right, gang, take care. Great to visit with you again, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to get back on track and get some This Week in Mayberry a segment's done soon. Take care.
0: Well, thank you, Randy. If you want to get in touch with Randy, send him an email at turnersgrade at gmail.com. Tell him how much you appreciate him doing the shows, and it's great to have him back, even if it's for a week in a row. <laughs> thank you, Randy. And I hope that helps you. That's a lot of information about the tag numbers and a little bit about the that's what I was talking about. That there's going to be a little information about the aired versus filmed order uh, of the episodes. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. I was I enjoyed hearing from Randy. Uh, it was great uh, for me to hear from him. And now we just got to get him and Spirit Walker back in the circle. <laughs> I told them. I told Randy uh, they'll enjoy hearing from you because they hear from me all the time. So they're going to enjoy it. All right, guys. Now it is time for some trivia. Yeah, we got trivia time. Uh, So everybody get out their pencils. And this week's trivia is about birthdays. It's birthdays. All right, we got five, one, two, three, four, five questions. Five questions for you about birthdays. All right, you guys ready? Here we go. Question number one. Andy wanted to have a party in the courthouse for whose birthday? Andy wanted to have a party in the courthouse for whose birthday? Hmm. Whose birthday? Andy wanted to have a party in the courthouse for whose birthday? The answer, you can pause if you don't want to hear it. It was Otis. He wanted to have a party for Otis's birthday in the courthouse. All right. Number six. Number six. Well, it's actually number six because we did the first four questions last week. But it's number two. Number two today. Number two. Who hired Opie's rock band, their, his rock band, to play at their daughter's birthday party? Mm, boy, that sounds hard. one. Who hired Opie's rock band to play at their daughter's birthday party? Hmm. Anybody got anything on that one? Oh, that one sounds like a little bit tough. I don't know. Who hired Opie's band to play at their daughter's birthday party? The answer is Mrs. Roach. Mrs. Roach. There you go. All right. So how you doing? Did you get both of those? Are you getting close? Or how are things going? Don't know. You know, I want to see if you guys, are you you know, how how are you doing? How's it going? All right. Number three. Calm down. If you didn't get those two, here you go. Number three. (laughs) Remember, they're birthdays related. Uh, Who in Mayberry has a birthday that coincides with a holiday? You want a hint? It's St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Who in Mayberry has a birthday that coincides with a holiday. And the hint is St. Patrick's Day is the birthday. Who in Mayberry? Let's see if our folks in the chat room are getting these. Uh, so if you don't know, our chat room, we have a group of people live with us in our main chat room at live.twochairsnowwaiting.com on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time when I record. And also, folks, over on... Uh, over on YouTube as well and Facebook, so yeah, head, hang out hang out with us on uh, Monday nights if you'd like to. All right, I don't see very many people getting it, uh, but here's the answer: Who in Mayberry has a birthday that coincides with a holiday? The holiday happens to be St. Patrick's Day. The answer is Aunt B. Aunt B, her birthday is March seventeenth. Hmm. Uh, I saw at least one in the chat room that had it right, but they had a question mark by their name. But uh, good job. Good job with that. All right. Number, what are we on? One, two, three, four. Number four. Number four. In addition to a fur piece, what other birthday gift did Barney buy from Newton Monroe for, for Thelma Lou? <laughs> In addition to a fur piece, what other birthday gift did Barney buy from Newton Monroe for Thelma Lou? His hair coming out a little bit of time. or in bunches. Bunches. (laughs) Bunches. All right. Come on. Y'all got this one, I'm sure. Yeah, chat room is getting it, I see. In addition to a fur piece, what other birthday gift did Barney buy from Newton Monroe for Thelma Lou? The answer is a pineapple skinner. He got her a pineapple skinner. Barney is such a, a practical person. Practical. So he got her a pineapple skinner. I saw some folks in the chat room getting that right. Good job, folks in the chat room. Hope you got it, too. Hope you did. All right, and our last question, last trivia for this week. Now I want to thank Paul Mulick again for the trivia questions. Thank you, Paul. Here's our question. Number five. Where did Opie get the electric razor That he gave Andy for his birth as a birthday gift. This one you got. You got to get this one right. You got to get this one. Where did Opie get the electric razor that he gave Andy as a birthday gift? Okay. Where did Opie get the electric razor that he gave Andy as a birthday gift? (laughs) Miss Crumbs, anything wrong with my eyes? You're a teacher. (laughs) <laughs> all right the answer that didn't help you was at the carnival shooting gallery carnival shooting gallery <laughs> that's where it was that's where it was You got it there uh goobers want to know you're a teacher you a teacher How, is, how's my eyes <laughs> All right, guys, how did you do? So that was five questions. You had five points, I suppose. So, how did you do? Thanks again to Paul Muelich for these wonderful questions. This is, uh, uh, he sent them in. We got uh, several more still coming up from Paul, and I want to thank him for that because uh, this is a lot of fun. I really enjoy this, and uh, it's fun, fun questions, fun, 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 fun. All right, guys, that is all I really have for you tonight, I believe. I'm looking here to make sure I'm not forgetting to tell you anything other than it has been announced that the 12th annual Mayberry Meetup in Mount Airy, North Carolina, sponsored by this here podcast, will be starting. uh, It's coming up on the 19th through the 20th of July, 2024. Uh, Information is in our show notes about how to get to it, but you can go to... Uh, This is probably the easiest way to go there. Uh, You can go to, it's HTTP slash slash, you know, that kind of stuff. It's tinyurl, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com slash Mayberry Meetup 2024. Oh, that's hard to remember. It'll be in our show notes. tinyurl.com slash Mayberry Meetup all smashed together 2024. All smashed together right there. Mayberry Meetup 2024. Uh, so you can go and sign up. There's a, It'll actually take you to a page that is a Google Doc that has all kinds of information about what's going on. It's got our official T-shirt design on there for this year. Uh, everything is there, and there's a link that'll take you to the sign-up page. It says register for the Mayberry Meetup. If you'd like to come, it doesn't cost anything. It's not, no expense to it, but it's definitely something that I'd like to – get you signing up for it so that i kind of have an idea who's going to be there plus it allows me to get you signed up for a text message thing so that i can tell you if there's any changes in events because everything's outside well most everything and there's if it rains or anything we try to figure out okay here's what we're going to do but uh, usually we make it through pretty well but it's nice for me to be able to communicate out to everybody but the schedule is published in that particular document that you're going to see. So it's there. So don't – please, 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 during the meetup, just look at this schedule, and it'll kind of tell you what's going on. And unless things change, this is the schedule. So don't text me and ask me what time stuff is. <laughs> I can't text everybody. Uh, last time we had uh, a bunch of people. So uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, just go and register. Uh, I think you'll, the registration is pretty easy. It's basically just how many people are coming and what's your email address and that kind of stuff. And so we can stay in touch. Guys, that is all I got. And if you look behind me, if you're watching the video version, we have our new uh, – what is it? a Flag, I guess, uh, for the Mayberry Meetup 12. This is our 12th year, 12th annual, hanging on the wall or behind me. So, uh, uh, And that's with the same design as the T-shirts and stuff. So I bought a T-shirt. About that, about the flag, about a magnet. Uh, so, I've got all kinds of fun stuff. So, that's my last thing to tell you about for this evening. So, I hope that was useful. There's all kinds of Mayberry events coming up. Go and check out the event calendar at imayberry.com for all the information. This information is there as well. And definitely something that you should check out because there may be something in your area that you'd like to be a part of. So definitely go and check that out. Well, guys, that is what I have, and I hope you have enjoyed yourself. I would love to hear from you. You can give me a call at 888-684-8415. You can email me at floyd at imayberry.com or just drop by over at twochairsnowaiting.com, and you can find our show notes that we're just talking about with the links to the sign-ups for the meetup and links to the Uh, information about the episodes which are found over on imayberry.info there's all kinds of stuff in our show notes so go and check those out uh, as well all the past episodes of two chairs no waiting can be found right there on two chairs no waiting.com folks thanks for being here with me thanks for spending time talking with me about the Andy Griffith show and we will see you next week right here on two chairs